What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another conversation right here on the Film to Hunt podcast. We are currently in Elk Camp again, and it's October 11th, and it is snowing outside. It is very cool to see the transition between fall uh, and winter, and the leaves are pretty much falling off the uh, elder trees as well as the aspen trees, and we just got about a couple inches of snow, so it's pretty epic outside. So I'm sitting here with Brian Lemke and Nick Ventura as we kind of just take the afternoon off but i do want to mention um and talk about real quick since we have brian in camp with us and he was uh him and adam um hellwig were the winners of the badlands film fest last year that uh blake wanted to remind everyone that the badlands film fest is going on again this year for 2021 at the ata show not all the details have come out about it yet uh we don't know if it's going to be a private event for filmmakers only or if it's going to be an open event to everyone or if it's just going to be streamed uh on youtube or something like that so uh make sure you uh stay in touch with badlands if you have not subscribed to their email list make sure you head over to badlandsgear.com sign up for their email list so that way you can get notifications about the badlands film fest that's going to take place in 2021 at the ata show so gentlemen here we are day two hunt yep it's been pretty ridiculous so far yeah, it's been uh, it's, it's been epic yeah it's been epic yeah uh brian it's awesome to have you here in camp uh, i know we've had a com- we you know uh podcast with you and adam already and so people kind of know a little bit about you but uh Man, it's a yeah. pleasure to have you here. Yeah, it's been a blast having a blast here in, in camp and filming with you guys. And it's it's been absolutely epic so far. I mean, we've had, we went from 75, 80 degrees yesterday in sunshine to uh, two inches of snow falling out there uh, today. So pretty crazy. But yeah, it's it's been a blast so far. And it's been great filming with you, Jordan and Nick, and, and just uh, got some great guys in camp. It's It's been a fun two three days so far yeah and uh so nick can you kind of recap of why we're here elk hunting in october yeah so i feel like i've told i feel like i've told this story so many times about it's okay cause I, i'll, I'll try to give you the short version yeah yeah because it's um but yeah so two two and a half years ago i think it is um we're coming up on two years my grandmother passed away and one of her last wishes to me and my dad was to take my grandfather on his last elk hunt and i say last elk hunt loosely because um you know it's he he can hunt again but it's he hasn't hunted in four or five years previous to this so it's kind of the the um the underlying expectation that he won't probably you know this will be his last deal so yeah here we are and um I met Justin through a mutual friend and uh, we booked the hunt with him two falls after it happened. And here we are, his first rifle season, Colorado. He's a Colorado native. Um, that's where my dad met my mom and I shot my first elk here in Colorado. So there's a lot of cool storylines there, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very cool story, but the tough thing is, is it's, um, my grandfather is not the camera. He's not like a, a camera friendly person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it, and it's diff, definitely been a fun adjustment. It, uh, it's challenging. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I'm glad you, you guys are good at what you do because it's for those of you people that think it's like, that's such a hard, a hard thing to overcome. Yeah. You know, cause I told, I told these guys, it says that we're not, we're not going to get a chance to do recreates or, do a lot of setting up shops, you know, it's going to be, you get what you get. Yeah. Um, 
and it's great that we have two guys because with one guy, I feel like it would be damn near impossible, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we need two good guys. It can't just be like one guy and then one guy kind of, you know, helping out. So I think we're nailing it. I know we're shooting a ton of footage. Um, <laughs> and I'm stoked and the, to, to the point that we've, we ran a hard drive space the first day. You know, it's like dumb on Nick's part because he kind of had a plan of three or four terabytes. Um, you know, just to put in into perspective, our elk hunt in September, we shot terabyte and a half terabyte over and five half. days yeah. with a kill. And we shot two or three terabytes before we even started hunting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're shooting a lot of footage. Um, and I think too, you know, you say he's not, he's not, doesn't like being in front of the camera. I think that also comes off as very genuine too. Mm-hmm. It does. And I've always said there's nothing worse than a person that wants to be in front of the camera. Um, I think that comes off super obvious. Um, so, you know, you take the good with the bad, mm-hmm. but we've been creative and I, I, it's, uh, you guys have been great at trying to hide the camera. So a lot of these shots aren't motion based, but they're great shots because cause they're real. Yeah. Actually. Because they're real. And that's one of the hardest parts when you have somebody like that, you know, they, the more that you put the camera in front of the, their face, you know, you yeah. think, well, they'd warm up to it. Well, sometimes it's the opposite, you know, Correct. the more that you get up in their face with the camera, the more they shy away. So, yeah. you know, you, you kind of just have to be smart and a little subtle with it and, yeah. a, and a little creative, you know, and, and pick your battles and, yeah. um, you know, sometimes I think everyone's different too. Like even me, like I'll catch myself saying something after I do the interview. I'm like, I wish I didn't, you know, that wasn't the best, but when it's natural and it's the first time it's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the difference though, in this part is, is, you won't get any of those like Joe tell us what the update is, you know? Right. So it's like where I may give you that line or two, yeah. you're not going to get that, which is yeah. fine. You know, I think for the sake of the storyline, it's, it's, um, it's, it's not necessarily a, it's more about my grandmother, you know? And so the way we can tell the story doesn't have to focus around Joe. Joe's the, the subject and Joe's the, you know, the person that's hunting, but, there's a lot of subjects in this film and, and, and episode. It's not just about him. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, coming into it, like you had mentioned, you know, we were trying to hide the camera, you know, or we would set the camera down and, and press record and, and just not even pick it up or anything like that. So he didn't really know. And like the, today we were in the camper eating um, breakfast uh, and, uh, you know, Brian's at the camera, the counter and, you know, and that's one thing, you know, Brian and I have been really good about, uh, so far is, is the communication. We had the conversation beforehand about how we need, need to, you know, communicate and with our eye contact, you know, we, we know kind of already like, and it's just a point in like you, t- you know, just like, so, you know, for anyone listening, when you're working with someone else brand new, you know, and especially with you, Brian, you've had experience and, and work with other cameramen as well too, but just setting that presence right off the bat, like, okay, man, let's just communicate. This is going to go a lot better. You know, so if you, you know, if you're new getting into the freelance world, you know, make sure you have that open communication. And I know we talked about it a lot on other podcasts, but it's in life in general too. I mean, you just got to communicate with people. So. Yeah. Communication is huge. And and it's been great working with you, Jordan. And and it's like, you know, the old saying teamwork makes the dream work, but that's, that's real. And, and, um, you know, I think our communication has been spot on and I've had a blast shooting with you. And, and, you know, it's, it's about paying attention to where the other person is and and just learning and knowing from experience, like looking at you, not even being able to see your screen. Like I can tell 
you're shooting a wide or you're shooting a tight. Yeah. So if you're shooting tight, I'm going to shoot wide, you know? So, um, kind of being able to, to get those different angles and communication, you know, taking it even a step further, even if you don't have, uh, another camera guy, another shooter with you, you know, communicating with your talent or your hunter or whoever you're filming, that's such a huge thing. You know, uh, the more that you can communicate and, and set guidelines up front and, and just make that communication smooth, uh, at the beginning of your shoot, it's going to make it way easier for you in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, obviously communication isn't just verbal too. Like, you know, you said like just seeing what other people are doing, um, is a line of communication too, because, and understanding what, you know, and I guess that comes around with just being experienced and, and being around it a lot too. You know, like you had mentioned, you know, seeing if I was wide or not, you know, my lens may be out longer. So, you know, well, he's obviously got to be tight. And then if you see a shorter lens or whatever, you know, that obviously he's the wide guy. Right. Um, I'm super stoked. And I was thinking about this last night. And I'm super stoked to see the edit come together because it's going to be one of those very rare, um, you know, films, episodes that is very natural as far as like the shots um and we're guilty of it because you have to be you have to get those those recreates and those cutaways and we're getting the cutaways but you can legit say that majority of the shots that we get if not all of them are shot in the moment yeah so everything's going to come off as it happens they're swearing you know a lot of it (laughs) as most hunters i'm sure can relate to an elk camp um but you know it's it's um we're not doing the, you know, clicking the safety off. A lot of those, it's going to, when I think when it happens or the encounters we've had, it's come off as like very as is. Yeah. yeah it's cool. It's almost like, and it's almost that documentary feel. Yeah. Almost, like, yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know, not that the, the edit is going to be straight documentary, but yeah. it's that feel because everything is real. But the I mean, shots are. The shots are. Yeah. They surely are. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, documentaries so, aren't usually cinematic and I feel like we're just cinematically, it's like, yeah. Kind of, like yeah. the stars are aligning, like everything, like, oh, it'd be cool if we get snow. It's like, oh, here it comes. It starts to fall. You know, it's like, yeah. every, and we, every, we want the elk sky. We've, we've gotten that every, every morning so far. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This morning. Uh, so Nick told me beforehand, he's like, man, I would just love it if we just could get some elk skyline. And he, and he told me kind of how he wanted it framed and, and thought he had this vision and, this morning it happened with like a pretty nice bull, like some cows first. And then he's like, man, it'd be sweet if a bull went up there. Yeah. And then a bull goes up there. And then within that hour, I think we probably had, well, I know we saw a hundred elk, hundred head of elk this morning. We probably had 30 to 50 up there on that skyline. And yeah. we had yeah. 10 bulls up there, two freaking giant bulls up skyline. Like, yeah, it's just, like, like what is happening right now? <laughs> everything that you could ask for so far has been has happened yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. well that's it's you know a lot of people talk about you know the kill shot is the most important and other people say the kill shot isn't as important and i think the story base here is it's it's not about the kill shot and we've built the story up to it's taking the pressure off the kill shot so much right now you know it's like first day it was like this is, we need to get this now. It's like the story we're getting, the content we're getting, it's just making that less important because you're yeah. seeing Joe like just really start to enjoy the hunt, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and starting to smile more and not be stressed. And I know when the shot comes, he'll be stressed, but I know that that's starting to take a backseat to the whole experience, which is what we wanted. Yeah. You know, if yeah. we went out there the first morning and killed, then that would be about the kill shot and that would be the premise of the film. And we didn't yeah. want that, you know? So, yeah. Well, 
I'm going to, I'm going to speak off the cuff for just a second. And this is, this is just me talking personally, you know, on that issue of, or, or discussion of kill shots. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm all for getting the most insane, cleanest, sickest kill shot you can. Like, yeah. I'm all about that. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm a huge advocate of there's the kill shot is really such a small part of right. the story. You know, we work with a lot of different people that, um, you know, some have experienced some, do you have a shot list? Do you have this, that, and the other thing? And I'm, I'm obviously a fan of planning and shot lists and that kind of thing. But, you know, I try to stress to the people that I talk to, look, it, it's not about what you read on a shot list. It's not just because you have a good kill shot doesn't mean it's going to make a good episode or a good video on YouTube. It doesn't matter where you put it, but it doesn't mean it's going to make something Yeah, like it. It is all about, for me, it's about the story. Mm-hmm. You know, if, mm-hmm. as much as you can tell the story, that's what it's about. And, you know, I think that, uh, I think a lot of guys just get wrapped up in, well, I got, I got this sweet kill shot, yeah. you know, but they have nothing to build it in it. And I think, you know, we can do more teaching people. And, and I know you guys do it at your film school. It's, uh, you know, teaching people how to just think a certain way, yeah. you know, how to look for that story because you can't put that on paper. Right. You can't read that off a shot list. But if you get yourself in the mindset of thinking about that story and thinking about how to capture things creatively to tell that story. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've had a lot of discussions about, you know, not showing the, uh, if there was a kill shot, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever you got to do. If there was a kill shot, not showing it because, that right there sets the tone for the killing of the elk was the least important, least important part of what we've done. Yeah. You know, now pretty cool. And you don't see a lot of people do that. And I don't want to, you know, I don't think there's gonna be a ton of people that listen to the podcast. Like, Oh yeah, I'm not going to do kill shots no more. (laughs) Now obviously you film it, but I think, you know, it's, it's easy to, to think about the story and, you know, guided hunt and, you know, all this here, it's easy to think that we're, that's our goal is to get this epic kill shot. And it's not, Right. You know, so I think if we were to make it happen and not show that, that that would be a really easy way to, to display that, that it's not about the killing of the elk. It's about this, you know, the elk camp. Yeah. Yeah. And this is really cool too, because it's not like we're, you know, staying in a hotel and, and running into, you know, an outfitters, you know, parking lot and, and getting in his truck and leaving, you know, here yeah. we are and we're sitting in a wall tent right now yep. and Joe and, and your dad are in a, in a camper that he worked really hard in preparing and getting it all yeah. situated. Joe's worked super hard. I know he's been stressed. You've been stressed. And then mm-hmm. it, it, the preparation that's went into this, Justin's been stressed. I mean, everyone has put forth so much effort into this, this the five days. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. And so, you know, it's the experience has been been awesome but it's definitely been challenging because obviously you know you may hear in the background we got a generator so that way we can power the the roadcast pro that we got from bedford camera and video but <laughs> shameless plug nice, that was, <laughs> but uh but obviously we are dumping a ton of footage and like you'd mentioned that we ran out of hard drive space already yeah, we had to order more. We still haven't got them yet, but we're like, <laughs> yeah. It is like if we were to, if we were if people could see us now because like we teach the lesson on like organizing footage, they would. It's like it's it's stressing me out, and and I keep asking you guys questions. I trust Jordan, to yeah. the, You know, more than anybody to do this, but we've got three drives going, yeah. Um, two all laptops. with different amount of space, two laptops, <laughs> adapters. Um, we're, An adapter's not working. We're dumping <laughs> footage on the way to the hunt. You know, it's like. <laughs> It is all of your nightmares wrapped up into one, you yeah. know, when we're, and it's the point too, where we're in wall tents. So we're like, 
I want to leave these drives here. It's too, it's too valuable. So we're locking it in campers and we're separating them and we're yeah. driving back and forth to where we have electricity. And I mean, it's, uh, it was poorly planned, but also to the point where I was like, if you'd have told me would have shot, we'll probably shoot close to 10, 10 terabytes. If you had told me that I would have been like, there's no way you can't shoot that in five days, which is yeah. insane. You yeah. know, kind of a, a godsend. And, and I don't mean to cut you off, Jordan, but no, you're fine. Man. Um, so we get here and, and we're like Jordan said, we're staying in a wall tent. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're camping, right? I haven't and, seen Justin yet. And, and <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Justin. Like we just get here and we get to where we're going to set up camp. We were, we were just waiting kind of for the rest of the guys. And we're driving up and down this gravel road that the, you have no cell phone service. I mean, we're out in the middle of yeah. the mountains in Colorado. Yeah. And sure enough, we see a FedEx truck. We pass it right on this gravel <laughs> yeah. road. Nick's like, look at that FedEx truck. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, then a little while later, we're setting up the wall tent and here comes a, a UPS truck yeah. down the road. Yeah. yeah. So thankfully, and, and then Justin gets here. He's like, oh yeah, if you need more hard drives, we, we can get them shipped right here. Yeah. So yeah. it's, thank goodness, because we'd be scrambling, probably have to take a little yeah. road trip and and uh, go pick up some extra hard drives. But when you guys got here, there was, I remember thinking with like four batteries down, we got 10 batteries and Justin's still not here. I'm like, if he forgot this generator, we are in deep crap because the next morning's opening day. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about opening day real quick. Uh, yeah. It, it's de- definitely been my first experience um, elk hunting on an opening uh, rifle season. Um, I'm used to Michigan's uh, opening day of rifle season. It's a, and it's a war zone. And talking with Justin and Ben in, in previous years, it's been a war zone, but it was crickets out mm-hmm. there opening morning. Um so it was it was it was tough hunting. We did see some elk, but yeah, it's it's been challenging a little bit. But we've been able to film some elk. So yeah, we yeah. I mean, it's I say the tough thing, but it makes for great filming too. So it's like a catch twenty two. Is that you know, with six guys and camera equipment, and my grandfather being older, as we can't go a long ways. I mean, and I say that carefully because he moves very well for his age. Yeah, I mean, like elevation does not bother him. Um, he was right behind Justin the whole time, never complained. Yeah. I saw him like kind of like catch his breath one time, but I mean, he was, I mean, he's, he's doing well, but I guess back to the point is that we're kind of waiting for these elk in these spots where we think they're going to go to bed. Yeah. Um, it makes for great footage. There's a lot of eyeballs with six guys. We can't just, you know, go stalking around the woods in the yeah. timber, hoping we can run the elk. So, yeah, but yeah, it was quiet. It was warm. Um, it was very like, and we, we saw smoke when we first got there, but it was very slow. No bugling. Um, I said no bugling. There's one or two Couple, bugles, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It was like we're like, man, this this is not going to be easy, and it and it it's still not going to be easy. It's still tough, but yep. yeah, we definitely come over some hurdles, and I think we you know obviously we'll probably still in, endure some hurdles, but overall the experience has been probably everything you, you have hoped for. Um, and we hope to continue finishing that. Um, yeah. But man, Brian, what else you got in the cards for this year? For this year? Um, you know, this was really um, the hunt that I was looking for most. Um, I don't do a ton of, of freelancing just myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll definitely pick and choose a few. And, and when Nick called, uh, this is a few months back, um, and told me the story, this is this was definitely the, yeah. the one that I... Um, I'll be doing a bunch of filming and hunting in, in Minnesota. Um, I do have a, a few whitetail uh, filming jobs in, in uh, Iowa and Missouri. So oh, some, good for you, man. some Midwest stuff coming yeah. up. But mostly whitetails after this. Um, and 
and some other kind of businessy stuff. But uh, yeah. this was for the hunt. You know, this was a big hunt, big kind of film. This was this was it for this year, and it's been a blast so far. I can't wait to see it to come together. You know, the cool the coolest part, um, and I really even saw it this morning was. When you tell a story, obviously you, you as a, a field producer want to believe in it and want to tell the best story Absolutely. That you can and make it as real as you can. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you tell a story, there's, there's a lot of times, um, I don't want to say there's anything fake because it's not fake, but you know, you, you can force some things sometimes or, yeah. or mm-hmm. um, but you know, the cool thing was seeing Nick, uh, interact with his grandpa and we, like we, we shot a scene this morning at, at breakfast when we got back Yeah, and it was just, it was so natural. We shot it, uh, with the camera sitting on the counter, like it wasn't even recording and yeah. just set it there. So we got to kind of sit back and watch that unfold too. And it was just, uh, Nick and his dad and his grandpa just sitting there telling stories about Nick's first elk hunt and, and some, uh, you know, just experiences that they've had and laugh and enjoy. And you really got to see that not only does it come across on video, but it was cool to just sit back away from the camera for a second and, and actually see it and experience it. And, yeah. and it just like, it gives me chills. Cause I think like that is what it's all about. And to be able to capture that and bring it to these people is, yeah. just, is that that's why we do what we do. That's why I do what I do. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a true fact, my friend. And I think, it, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I appreciate that. Cause that's the last yeah. thing I want is anyone to think like, it's like a four story. Yeah. yeah. Like we've fabricated this idea to like make it, it's like, yeah. no, I mean, I wish, you know, and I'm sure everyone has that moments where they, they wish they could take, you know, the people that took them years ago more. And it's like, I was, you know, asked by my grandmother. Cause without that, I, I wouldn't have known Joe would want to do this and he probably wouldn't have. And if I asked him if it wasn't for her, he probably would have said, no, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I almost guarantee it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, it's cool that it's happening and we're here and it's, you know, yeah, we're having fun. Stay tuned. And I'm, I wish it was eight days longer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Brian, you know, be, being a freelancer, I know you said you don't do much freelance work anymore. What kind of adjustments um, or mindset you have to come in with if you don't bring your own gear? For instance, I know you brought your your Canon or excuse me, your Sony A7S III, which you just hit the market. Yep. Um, <laughs> Where can you buy that? You think uh, Bedford Camera and Video? <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about it enough on the podcast. I think people have figured that out. But, um, but, you know, you did make the comment that we have these nice cameras and shitty tripods. So, uh, you know, how do you adjust to that? <laughs> yep. Um, no, I mean, goes, that's, yep. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. No, I made one comment. Um, it was funny. I will say before we get into that, the other, I think it was last night, you were trying to adjust uh, the fluid head because, you know, it's, you can level it out and you're reaching all over. I was like, Brian, you just got to reach down there and turn it. And, you know, cause I think you have one that heads up more towards the head. Yeah. And, just right below the hole yeah. there. But it's just, you know, it's a, it really is. You have to be quick on your feet to learn these things when you come in and go film for other groups. And, you know, you know, you've, and you've been doing this for a while. So can yeah. you kind of give some tips, um, you know, to anyone that might want to do this? Yeah. And I, I think to be honest with you, it's, it's, um, always being open to, to learning something. Uh, yeah. But I, I think it's mindset too. And I think it's, um, not putting so much pressure on yourself. Um, like you're going in with, Oh, there's all this new equipment because you know, when it comes down to it, I don't care if it's a, you know, uh, any kind of DSLR or it's a, uh, Sony, you know, Q 
camcorder style, it's a red, I don't care what it is, a camera is a camera, it's a camera. So, you know, learn your basics as, as much as you can, you yeah. know, whether, whether it's at your guys' film school or, or wherever, yeah. right? So learn those basics and then have confidence, enough confidence that you can apply those to, you know, whatever camera that you're running. Um, you know, so I think that, that that's a big thing because they're all similar, you know, if you understand the basics, you can run anything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but then just getting there, familiarizing yourself up front as soon as you can, when you get there with, with the equipment and, um, you know, understand, you know, talk again, it comes down to communication. I was just going to say, so like we, Jordan, we communicated and it, yeah. and it was like, okay, I want to understand, you know, how you guys want to shoot. I want to understand what your thought is, Nick, on, on how this is going to go down. Yeah. Composition. <laughs> you know, that's, that's interesting. So I'll tell that story a little bit. So like, you know, uh, a composition rule of thirds, you know, that's something that you learn, um, you know, as, as kind of a basic thing. And then, yeah. and then you apply that and obviously you change it and you get creative and you do different things. And, and, uh, Nick had asked for a specific composition that he, that, that you wanted on, um, this particular skyline shot. And he said, you know, if you get an opportunity to do it, um, you know, I'd like to see it this way. And that it's kind of cool. Like, seeing that come from, because I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. But, you know, so I shot it that way today. And if we had the joke, like, uh, I said, I, I called him over by the camera. I'm like, all right, well, does this look good for you? He's like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. I'm like, well, perfect. I just composed it correctly and then moved the camera and there you go. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I think one time we're like, do you want it framed correctly or do you want it like framed how you want it? <laughs> but no, I mean like, and I'm sure you agree I think one of the best things about cinematography is like when people break rules and it works and I'm not saying this is going to, this is a, you know, a major breaking of the rule, but like, yeah. you know, like you think of those long shot scenes for a while, like you had to build a scene by as many shots as you can in tights and wides and mediums. Yeah. And now there's that big thing of like, well, how much can you do in one shot? Cause that seems real. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I think every rule has a chance to be broken. Yep. Now, would you do it the opposite way? I it probably wouldn't make as much sense, you know. But there's certain rules that you can bend the, you know, right. bend them a little bit. And I think that's what's cool about telling story and doing it differently. Because we could follow every rule in the book, and it would look cool. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, especially this guide of filming your hunts. Or we can say, let's not try to get recreates or cutaways. Let's try to do it as as it happens, and let's frame things up differently and see what we get. You yeah. know, and that's exciting to me. Yeah, and I and I love that. I love the the creativity aspect of it, and I I love you know, being different now, again, I, I, I'm a big believer in shooting, you know, with good composition and good framing and, and yeah. things like that, because, you know, to a, to a human's eye, you know, that's just how our brains are trained. But yeah. I like the opposite of that too, because that is how our brains are trained. So like giving them something different to look at, I think yeah. is freaking awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you I mean, t- like you wouldn't go and say, oh, let's not get anything in focus. Let's try to break in that rule. You yeah, know? So, like, there's, yeah, so there's a fine line. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> certain things like let's blow out the highlights and everything we can, you know. But, but yeah. No. Any other like, um, you know, things that may have stand out, you know, coming into a, a job for the first time that um, I think you pretty much hit it on the nail. I mean, communication is a big thing, you know, and we talked about that in the beginning, but anything else that stands out? Not really. I, I can't say that there's, there's anything that, uh, that has surprised me so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't want to sound arrogant by saying this, you know, I've been in a lot of camps, a lot of different situations and, and, uh, the tripod surprised you. We know that. Well, 
Please explain, I, explain I, your mindset on I'll this expand, one. <laughs> because I didn't just say, wow, you just have great cameras and shit. Well, I know, I, think, I know, I know. I think if people knew my dad, me and Jordan, like, we are very, you know, sarcastic. Like, yeah. if we like you, then we're going to tease you and, yeah. you know, cut jokes at you. So Brian gave it right back. Yeah. yeah. So I just said, well, Almond Eye, I mean, we got mediocre cameras and great tripods become one. You guys have just ridiculously insane, awesome cameras and shitty tripods. <laughs> 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 throwing it out there. Well, it is funny too because, like, we it's it pretty much like our fluid headless is just like a bunch of stuff that's like broken. We have camo that's like wrapped that's like blue now from yeah. fading. It's like not all of our stuff is just like great, you know. Like, there's certain things that are new and good, and there's also stuff that like we've had since you know eight years ago. Yeah, and there's way better stuff out there now. We just haven't, you know, that hasn't been a priority, but. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, you have shitty tripods. <laughs> I, I think I think one of the the cool things has been, um, you know, specifically in this camp is, um, you know, the the trust that I've got from you guys too. Mm-hmm. To to, um, you know, it, it's not like you're like you have to get this shot. You have to get this shot. You know, over my shoulder all the time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I I think the mutual trust has been really good. And, yeah, and that goes back to the teamwork and the communication. Thing. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for this whole thing to, to eventually come out because I think it's... Oh, it's... I, I think every aspect of it is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time we look at each other's camera, it's always just like, wow, that's epic. It's just yeah. like, you know, like us <laughs> yeah. just... Yeah. It's like a joint like celebration the yeah. all the time, you know, well, celebration well, of the shots. Yeah. And, and I'll just touch on the point on, you know, on that. It, last night when we had those elk below us and you were the tight guy and I was the wide guy, like you're framing. I was like, oh my gosh, this framing is freaking ridiculous right now like just like super tight on joe's face justin just out and like he would switch back and forth and like i'm the wide guy so i got him standing there like oh man this is gonna play out nice (laughs) like i was just yeah it was it's cool it's like you said it's really exciting i think people are going to enjoy the story um you know nick i'm not sure if you have touched on it uh where where's the story gonna be released i mean where people gonna be eventually be able to see it yeah so I don't know if I want to release that yet. Okay. Um, All right. We don't have it's to. It's going to be. It's going to be on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> you will be able to see it. Um, <laughs> no. And the only reason I have it is because we haven't worked out the details yet. So I don't want to say something and have yeah, people look okay. for it. But okay. um, it'll be, I think it'll be available digitally um, for sure. And then we're working to try to get it as like a one-time airing um, yeah. on TV somewhere. Cool. Um, timeline. Don't look on the DVR anytime soon because this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, I do kind of feel bad that, I mean, I'm going to help you out as much as possible, but there's a lot of footage to go through. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a while and, and we don't want to rush it and we're not going to. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll be a while and it'll be well well thought out. Um, we'll plan it very well. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be, I would say, sometime spring, summer of next year. Yeah. So uh, under a year, but it's going to be a ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, close to a year possibly. Yeah. But you know how these things work. I mean, it's like, you don't, you, I could probably edit and finish it in a week, but I got to really think about this, you know, and it's, it's a big yeah. one. And there's going to be a lot of, a lot of changes. There'll be a lot of versions, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well I mean, this is a pretty special one for you personally. And, yeah. and, you know, I mean, yeah, you had mentioned it to, to somebody, I don't know if you mentioned it to me that you were telling somebody else, but or, or maybe you told it to me, like, this is the most important story that you're probably ever going to tell. Yeah. 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 One of, for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely the, you know, most emotional. So it's, 
yeah, it's something you, you want. I mean, and, and that's why we have you guys here and we have the the best cameras we can afford here. And, you know, we've run into good glass and because you don't want to cut any corners. You don't want to look back and say, oh man, I wish I had a little better tripod, you know, but <laughs> no, in all seriousness, you know, there's, you don't want to look back and think, you know, you're missing things. And I feel like I know every year we get better, but I feel like I'm at that point in my career where, you know, we're, uh, I mean, and, and all of us collectively, you know, in our own individual ways are at, you know, kind of the peak of our careers where we'll get better and learn more stuff, but we're not going to drastically change like we were, you know, three or four years ago. Yeah. I think right now it's kind of like, you know, if we get better, it's going to be because of equipment. It's yeah. not going to be because we all of a sudden are get more creative. Right. Yeah. So that's exciting because I feel like for the time uh, that we're at, we're at the best that we can be. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, I, that's one thing I do like a love, you know, enjoy about like going to the film to hunt schools is, you know, I was the, I was in those shoes back in 2017, but taking my experience and, and sharing it with the students and, you know, showing them that you can do this is, is, is awesome because so many people yeah. dream of this. You know, and, and, and to speak about that, you know, when Tony picked you up from the airport, um, Brian, you know, <laughs> what'd he say to you? Yeah. So, uh, um, Nick's dad, yeah. Tony picks me up from the airport the other night and we're in the car on the way back and, and we're talking about different things. And, and, uh, he says, so, uh, Brian, what, what do you do for a living? <laughs> or he just, no, he just said, what, uh, what do you do? And I said, well, like as a hobby or what do I do for a living? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, well, what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I, I own a production company. And he's like, oh, well, that's good. You didn't have to take off work to come out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I mean, because I had to, you know, starting out, you know, when I did some internship with these guys, I had to take off work. So, yeah. and that's kind of how you get into it. You know, you just continue to prove yourself yeah. um, until you can, f you know, fully make that jump and leap and, and to do this full time where you can support yourself or if you have a family. Yeah. Obviously you gotta, you know, you gotta go out there and hustle and, and work hard. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Brian would be a good guy to have come to the school and learn. Yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, need, I need to learn some composition <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think you'd be a, have a, a good special guest. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, just I'll, leave all, I'll leave all of my cameras at home and just bring some tripods. Yeah. We don't, yeah. Let, we don't, we <laughs> don't, don't see what's out there these days. <laughs> <laughs> we don't accept Sony anymore. <laughs> I think that's no. another good point though. I mean, I know we're, we're getting close to where we have to start getting ready here and yeah. dumping footage of Sokito. So as soon as something's <laughs> done, we got to like start up again. Yeah, like but, um, <laughs> no, I think one of the cool things, I mean, I think me and Brian talked about, um, was that we've got like some of the newest gear available. So, yeah, you know, obviously Canon and Sony both released new cameras this year. So we got a, a Canon R6. Yeah. Um, Brian's got an a seven S three. And then we got two different reds, which we won't have to get the details with those. But the cool thing is we're, you know, we've got some of the newest stuff available. So technology is not living in us at yeah. all, yeah. Um, yeah. which I think is awesome because I love, you know, I love new gear and I love all that stuff. I, yeah. it, it's all of us do. We're all like, you know, yeah, like, you know, kid, like little kids, kids, you know, like candy store, candy, yeah. yeah, new toys. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, I think, all, I mean, Everything's impressive. Every camera I think could go out and shoot this film as a standalone. Um, but it's cool that we have all these different options. Yeah. 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 And then uh, we can barely charge. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, and that's the other challenge, even though that we do have, you know, access to electricity and, and a generator, you know, even still you have such limited time. It seems like a long time, but you have yeah. limited time between hunts. So you get back at night at, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, you have pretty much eight hours to get batteries charged yeah. and cards dumped and that might may seem like a long time, but also you got to sleep in there. Now you can sleep when your battery's charged, but you got to charge a lot of batteries. In yeah. The yeah. Time, yeah. You know, yeah. So. Four different cameras and, you know, cards everywhere. It's yeah. It's stressful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you do come out to the film to hunt, uh, schools, either to you know pick up some new tips or it to be a special guest make sure you bring your golf clubs because uh nick and i obviously like to hit the links uh because every time you call nick obviously he's on the golf course practicing on his yeah, game apparently i never edit because every time brian calls me i'm on like hole eight and finishing off the front nine man i need your life <laughs> either that or brian just calls like in the f like you know seven or eight o'clock when it's like you know we shouldn't be working it's, it's, i think yeah. it's a combination of the two yeah well, gentlemen, thank you for uh, jumping on here and, and, and doing this. Uh, it was fun. I think it was full of a lot of great information. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's finish strong. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's go shoot an elk in, in the snow or, or get some get some wicked snow Let's go shots. do some drone stuff real quick before Justin gets here with the snow. We should yeah. do some drone stuff for sure. And we got, we got a lot to do. We can't keep talking about it. Let's, let's get to doing it. Yeah. Let's go do it. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Have you subscribed to the Film to Hunt podcast? Yeah. No, I don't think I have. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have not subscribed to the Film to Hunt podcast, make sure you do. You can find us either on Apple iTunes or Spotify, Google Podcast, and there's a handful of other podcasts out there. Um, and if you enjoyed this conversation, make sure you give us a, a rating uh, and because we are giving away Film to Hunt hats. And if you want a chance to win one of those, you got to leave us a review and then hopefully it's a good review uh, because we work hard at this and we want to give you as much information as possible. But if you want more information, make sure you head over to filmthehunt.com because you can find out when our on-site classes are and maybe Brian Lemke from Almanai Media will be there. And um, if you want to learn more right now, you can jump over to our online uh, or on yeah online school and check that out. Uh, you can buy a subscription to that and learn uh, at any time. But Till next time, everyone. I hope you all are enjoying your fall slash winter as we're in the transition right now. Good luck the rest of the season. Make sure you press record because that's super important and capture life at one moment at a time. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>